Encore, my name is Chris Murray. Over the course of the show you are listening to, we are going to be critiquing music from a particular artist and after debating and deriding that artist's back catalogue through a series of debates, we are then going to come to an agreement on their best three songs. Each of my panellists will put forward their own three choices and then as a unit we must come together to decide the perfect three tracks. Will everyone be happy with the end result? Absolutely not, but will it be worth it? Well, maybe. Let me start by introducing the man to my left. He is the technical whiz kid of our quartet, often known as the man behind the man behind the mic. It's Matthew Coral. Hello, I like that. That was dead cute. Thanks, Chris. Matthew, how are you? You know what? Not too bad. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energised. I'm ready to do this. Anything break and work this week? Uh, Several things. <laughs> to be generic um but yeah now a few, a few things fix a few things you know how it is name the game excellent good to hear and joining matthew and myself is the man across from me he is to our group what niall horan was to one direction maybe not the most talented but definitely the best looking is <laughs> dom sterling thank you very much for that i'm not sure i'm gonna <laughs> take niall horan but it's fine it's better than louis or liam mm, yeah. i thought I, I i can't pick harry because he's like both the most talented and the best looking. <laughs> so who would you say is the other half of Harry then? It's very difficult. A lot of these answers are probably me. I, I knew it. And last, but most certainly not least, it's the man to my right. His musical interests know no bounds, resulting in plenty of questionable music opinions, which I can only assume will be the ultimate downfall of this podcast. It's Scott Hasty. Hello, 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 and... Thank you for asking me. I have in my lifetime had eight requests to do a music podcast and I've turned all of them down so far. So I don't know what I was thinking with this and I'm almost certainly already regretting it. Clearly his inhibitions have been lowered. <laughs> Just battered over years. Eight podcasts he's been asked to record and all seven of them were busy today, except for us. Um, right now, panelists, my opinion will not be necessary in all of this debate. I haven't listened to the artist in preparation, nor have I asked you for your song choices in advance. I'm only here to break tiebreakers should one occur. Understand? Yes. Yes. I'm sure there's probably a billion scenarios that we've not considered ahead of recording, but by God, we're going to have to figure those out as we go. We're going to start with the man to my left. Matthew, give us the artist that you've chosen for this show and why. So I have chosen very old school, one could say. We're going back to the 80s, going back to the 70s, in fact. One of my favorite duos of all time. I'm choosing none other than Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates, yes. <laughs> Unrelated, of course, to the popular breakfast porridge Oats So Simple. An, an American pop rock duo formed in Philadelphia in 1970 by Daryl Hall and John Oates. The band are the best-selling duo in musical history across their 19 album releases. They have six number one singles in the US, so it's safe to say that they're a good place to start in terms of picking songs. Matthew, I'm going to ask you for your first song choice and why you chose it. It is, I can't go for that, in brackets, no can do. Why you picked that one? If we're talking Hall and Oates just in general, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of feel good. This is a bit a bit more mellow though, but a very very catchy chorus. Dom, did you have that in your top three? I did because that intro and that sort of that build up of that song, it can't be beaten. And I for one think it possibly 
is the best Hollow Notes song, so it's 100% in my top three. Oh my God, we're already agreeing. Let's hope this does not continue. Scott, did you have that in your top three? Nope, couldn't care uh, less for it. Oh. <laughs> Come on. You just don't no, that to I, I, I think it is. I think it is a tad overrated, that song. <sighs> this is Simply this, Red sampled it. This is what we want. <laughs> That's the level we're going for here. If Simply Red sampled it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be great. If Simply Red sampled it, then this conversation is over. <laughs> yeah, he's agreed. Right, before we go around Dom and Scott and get their opinions on the songs we have chosen, I need some more songs from Matthew. So tell me your second and third song choices and why you have chosen them. Uh, so this, I think, is actually the best Hall & Oates song. Um, probably the most famous. Um, I think if if you say Hollow Notes, people are going to say Out of Touch. I'd already started writing Out of Touch before you said it. <laughs> there you go. Proofs in the pudding. Okay, Dom, did you have that in your list? It's funny, it's a song that I forgot Hollow Notes did, to be quite honest, until I looked at their back catalogue. But actually, yeah, it is in my top three. So I'm going for that. Could you imagine if Matt and Dom finish with the exact same top three? But I've Scott got a feeling we might. <laughs> that would be excellent. Right, just to check. Fingers crossed. Scott, did you have Out of Touch by Hall & Oates in your top three? Out of Touch? I can go for that. That is absolutely <laughs> in my top three. <laughs> Fantastic. Excellent. So we've got one clean sweep so far. And before Dom and Scott would get your sort of full opinions on those songs, let's jump back to Matt to give us his third and final song pick. So this one is, I think it's a big song of theirs because they had a lot of big songs. Um, but I don't think it's the most popular one. This is kind of underrated for me. Well, underrated in general. Um, but a little uh, secret track for me. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm guessing Dom doesn't have this one. Um, but I'm going to say, third and final song, Private Eyes. Oh, Private Eyes. The inspiration for the magazine of the same name. But Dom, did you have that song in your list? <laughs> um, Private Eyes was in my top three and it did just miss out, so it's not, Ooh. no. Oh, unbelievable. Right, so Matt and Dom <laughs> officially do have different lists. We break up now. But Scott... <laughs> Does your list contain private eyes? Nope. I have completely different opinions to both of these guys. Oh, this is going to be so, so good. <laughs> right. Before we start fighting, let's go to Dom. <laughs> I know two of your choices so far. You've got I Can't Go For That and you've got Out Of Touch. But you've got something else that I don't know about. What is your third song? My third song is another, I think, classic Hall & Oates song. Bit of Maneater. Excellent. Their cover of Nelly Furtado, of course, and <laughs> <laughs> just this this doesn't really factor into the debate, but where would you place Maneater in those three songs? Is it third best, second best, or best? I think it's third best. I think out of them three, they're very strong songs, but Maneater probably third for me. Excellent. Right. Again, hold all your opinions for now, because we have to get our full... A platter of songs that we have to work with in this. Scott, I've still got two spaces left in your song choices. We know you're a fan of Out of Touch, but where are you going to go with your other two choices? Well, I went for Out of Touch three times. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> the remaster. My, Remix. My, my second choice is also Maneater, which I think is a phenomenal record. Um, and my third choice, if you'll have it now, is one of the happiest songs of all time, I think. And I'm surprised. You know what? I was going to leave it off, 
just to be really edgy, but nobody else has said it, so I'm I'm bringing it back. I have literally, as you've been talking, scored a track out and brought this one back uh-huh. because nobody else has gone for it. I'm going to go for You Make My Dreams. Mm. Oh, it just missed out of my top three. Same. So it's now time to have some arguments. But, I mean, first of all, can everyone agree that Out of Touch is a phenomenal song? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's made it into everyone's lists. Scott, you've been the quietest so far. Why did they make it into yours? I think Out of Touch for me is the quintessential Hall and Oates song. Um, it combines, you know, pop, which they were obviously known for, but also it has a bit of dance in there. Um, and obviously it was then reworked into quite a number of different remixes. Also, it's got a little bit of R&B in there as well. It just kind of covers the full spectrum of what Hall and Oates were all about, which was kind of off kilter pop and just doing stuff that other pop bands didn't have. I also think it has probably one of my favourite vocals from that sort of time period, which is reaching out for something to hold. One of the best lines. One of the best lines. So those are the reasons for me that Out of Touch is class. The reason I know that song is Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which it was on the soundtrack for, and I think that that yep. was my first exposure to the entire Hall & Oates back catalogue was that game in 2004 or something. But my opinions don't matter, of course. Dom... Is uh, anything you want to add in terms of how great that song is? I think I echo what Scott said. I think if you, what's interesting, if you mention Out of Touchdown Sing It, I think a different generation will know that song because obviously United Nations in 2005 remixed into their massive dance hit. Um, and I think a lot of people probably won't know the original. So the fact that the song has stood the test of time, granted a different style, it means it's got to be in the top three, surely. Beautiful, beautiful. So one of our places is set, but we've still got two more to decide. Dom, you have. Two songs in your list which have received two votes, one from each of the other panellists. So somehow you've made a perfect list, but I'm not quite sure how that is. But first, let's talk about Maneater. Why did you put Maneater in your list? And then we'll hear from Scott as well. I just think it's a catchy song. Um, and actually, it's the one song of theirs. The whole notes have five number one singles. But actually, this was at number one for four weeks, which is longer than any of the other songs they had which for me makes it their bigger song. I think for me, the reason I put Man Eater in is it's just, it's their best chorus. It just is. It's like, as a pop song, that is a much better chorus than I Can't Go For That. It, it just is. It just is. I would argue as well, actually, it's a better chorus than Out of Touch. Out of Touch is a great song, and it's probably known by more people. But actually, I think Man Eater probably has a stronger chorus. And it's catchier. So, yeah. Okay, Matt. So, the guys have spoken. They've said Man Eater's catchier. It was their longest number one. It was their most successful single. It's got the best chorus. I I was I was getting convinced by Dom when he was when he was buttering it up and saying it was a good song, and then Scott had to come in and ruin it by attacking. <laughs> I can't go for that. I did hear that. I did hear that in Scott. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no need. Absolutely no need. I only speak um, the truth so on this Dom podcast. Dom convinced you to have it in, but Scott convinced you to not have yeah. it. <laughs> He's knocked it, he knocked it right Good. back out. Private eyes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> for private eyes. Yeah, do you know what? Right, I'm looking at the information I have in front of me, and there's a lot of great music, but I think based on, you know, I always come back to, like, critical success and commercial success and all of these debates. Not only did people consider it a good song, but the sales called it a good song as well. So based on the numbers, I've got to put Maneater in. So I'm going to check that one in. And uh-huh. that leaves us with two spots. Dom, you're two for two. You're sitting pretty. I'm happy here. 
This, this is great. So that leaves us with three remaining songs. I can't go for that. Private Eyes, and we've got You Make My Dreams. Now, Scott, so you have to convince me that You Make My Dreams should go in over I Can't Go For That. Let me throw some statistics at you. Um, on Spotify, which, as we know, is the most commonly uh, you know, accessed place for music these days, um, You Make My Dreams has 420 million streams now without looking can you tell me or anyone in here hazard a guess what does i can't go for that have anyone I'm hazard a guess say 300 300 any any advances on 300 anybody Matt? uh no i think it's 100 million okay cool so 300 and 100 yeah try 54 million i can't go for that has 50 Four million streams can I, on can Spotify. I count? Yeah, but, but I would if like you <laughs> add that Simply Red song on, that's like <laughs> I don't know, fifty-five million. Can I also count this as well when it when it when it comes to Spotify um, sort of figures? So I think that Spotify figures these days more or less are aimed at a younger demographic. Mainly, majority of the time, younger people use Spotify. So Hall and Oates' fan base majority are not on Spotify or not as sort of up to date with Spotify. The reason I think You Make My Dreams has a bigger sort of listen. Is because it's featured on the likes of 500 Days of Summer. It's it been on did. commercials. Yep. It's been on Dumber and Dumber. The wedding yep. singers are people of a younger generation have heard it through that and looked it up. But I want to counter this actually when it comes to sort of chart positions. So You Met My Dreams only got to number five in the US charts. I Can't Go For That it got to number one in the US. It got to number one in Canada and was certified gold in both of them countries as well. So I'm just going to leave it there. Cool. Um, I I appreciate that, but I I go back to my statistics, which says that this has over three hundred million more streams than the song you're saying has. Um, I will also say that yeah, you've said that you know a younger audience are picking this up. Why is that a bad thing? I don't think it is a bad thing. I think you make my dreams should be in here because it's it's breathing new life to to Hall and Oates. It's it, it's connecting them with a brand new audience, and that is always 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 a great thing. Is Gangnam Style the best song in the world? Um, yes. On YouTube, sure. <laughs> just because it has the most <laughs> listens. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I, I just, I, I don't think that is the the key defining fact here. The amount of listens. Hey, I gave, I gave more than that argument. I gave a couple of arguments in there. Um, but I have, I, I will rest my case. You make my dreams for me. Needs to be. Okay, there. right, Matt. I have a really important question to ask you. Right. So, out of touch is in. And Manny Ear is taking the other spot. Yep. Now, assuming those are locked in, which they are thus far, you still have two songs left. Now, would you, if you had to, drop your support for I Can't Go For That in favour of going solo and going hard on Private Eyes? I don't mm, No. Even though I love Private Eyes, I know that I love it, and that's all that matters. But... I can go for that because I can't go for that. I'm going for I can't go for that in the most confusing way possible. <laughs> I lost that. Then. I'm I'm sticking my support for I can't <laughs> go for that. Matt, as our lead-off artist, Pecker, you made some very, very convincing arguments for all three of your tracks. And Dom, you did as well. In fact, I feel Dom made one of the key points there. And Scott just hit me with some hard and fast numbers which were essential to all of this but my decision is based on something which i feel is the most important in all of this and that is what dom said those huge numbers do not lie but we have to remember that if we think about who are the big hollow notes fans in the world i would have to agree 
that not a lot of them will be listening on Spotify. So based on that argument, I'm going to put the final spot to I Can't Go For That. And that gives us our three songs, yes. our three best songs for Hollow Notes have to be Out Of Touch, I Can't Go For That, and Man Eater. <coughs> Just, um, what, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think that everyone in here, apart from me, obviously, is out of touch, and I will leave it at that. I Matthew, can't go for that. You got two I can't in go there. for that. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, two of your choices made it in. What is your thoughts on that? I'm happy. I'm happy. I think this would be the death of the podcast if we uh, didn't have out of touch on for a whole of whole of notes part of it. Uh, so I'm happy that that's on there. As I said, I picked Hollow Notes because it's one of my favourite bands of all time. So you know what? That top three is absolutely fine with me. And Dom, three for three for Hollow Notes. It wasn't even your band choice. How'd you feel? Who knew that I was such like a Hollow Notes connoisseur? And I'm <laughs> delighted. I'm delighted that all of the songs were in there because I think that is a very, very strong top three and I wouldn't argue with a single choice. Aren't your middle names Daryl and John? No, the, the Hollow Notes. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Encore. Of course, you can get us in all the usual places. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Just search Encore underscore pod if you want to give us a follow, if you want to give us a message. Please message us telling us what you thought about this show, what you thought about our top three. Was it excellent? Was it terrible? Please let us know your thoughts. And of course, as usual, you can get in touch with any artists you think that we should be doing on future episodes. That will be most welcomed as well. But that is all from us for now. We shall see you soon.